Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Now, with all the craziness going on in the world, with the coronavirus, COVID-19, all the fear, all the worry, all the anxiety out there, I wanted to give you something positive, something that is uplifting, something that will inspire and maybe even encourage you to go big. That's the point of this show. We are crazy enough to go big. And everyone knows, everyone knows that with challenges come opportunity. And if there is an opportunity in the world for us to take a big risk or maybe even do something that is a little bit out of our comfort zone, that's what this show is about. So many people believe that they missed the opportunity in life. And someone listening to this podcast is thinking it's too late. I missed my window. I blew it. I'm too old. I should have done it long ago. I want you to stop thinking that. It's never too late to do something great. And I strongly believe life is a series of opportunities that often go unnoticed or worse, unacted upon when the little nudge tickles our brain. So we're going to have a few moonshots in life, and sadly, most people do not take them. You know, I believe the greatest tragedy in life is regret. So here's a story that I think you will find, well, if not uplifting, it will at least be inspirational. The year is 1954, and a 52-year-old milkshake salesman is fighting to get a bulky milkshake-making machine from the trunk of his car. As the sweat soaks the shirt under his suit coat, he carries the milkshake-making machine toward the door of yet another restaurant for his practiced pitch to make a sale. He hates this job. He hates the repeated rejection, and he knows that it is merely a numbers game. That night, in his cheap motel room, as he listens to yet another motivational record, think about that, the day of motivational records, he is saddened by his lot in life. He has attempted many great ideas over the years and failed. So he listens to the voice, hoping to conjure the energy to repeat the same series of rejections the next day in hopes of making a single sale. He ponders the strained relationship with his wife and the toll his work is taking on them both. Her need to fit in with the country club, country club crowd has increased his pressure to feel well, the need to prove his worthiness to her. He blocks the thought from his mind. The next day, while trolling the small towns of the Midwest in search of eateries to sell his milkshake-making machine, he gets a call from his assistant. A restaurant in California has placed an order for six, six of machines. 
He tells her it must be a mistake and asks for the number so that he can confirm the error. He calls the diner to fix the order and the phone is answered amidst the sounds of action in the background. He tells the owner, there must have been a mistake. There must have been a mistake since you ordered six of my expensive machines. The owner, distracted by the call, abruptly agrees and says he needs eight of the machines instead. Then the owner insists on knowing how soon they will arrive. Intrigued by the call, the milkshake salesman calls his assistant and tells her he's driving to San Bernardino, California to check this place out. He's got to see it for himself. And she taunts that that's halfway around the country. That's halfway across this this great nation. Our salesman heads west anyway. Upon arriving at the small food place, he notices a line of people waiting to place an order. He gets in line, and a local lady assures him the line moves quickly. When he gets to the window, he is immediately in awe of the short time it takes to get his food. He sits on a bench and starts eating his sandwich that tastes remarkable. He goes in, and the owner gives him a tour of the orchestrated magic inside. Organized chaos is what he sees. Now, after a brief meeting with the owner, he departs while unable to ignore that little tickle in his brain. After a short period, he returns to the owners and proclaims one word, one word, franchise. The owner sadly replies, you know, we tried that and it just did not work. We cannot replicate the system or the quality of our work here. The salesman is saddened. And as he departs once again, the brain tickle, however, does not go away. It only intensifies. So he returns again to the restaurant and convinces the owners to let him try. With little to no money to invest, our salesman's energy and passion accompanied by the pride of the restaurant owner seals the deal. Our salesman gets the green light to sell the franchise in the Midwest. And at first, he returns to the country club Clark. I don't know why that word is killing me today. Country club crowd and makes his pitch. He is again ridiculed for having yet another scheme for their money. Embarrassed and ashamed, he remains persistent. Even his wife makes fun of his new idea. He secretly mortgages their home and starts the first franchise anyway. He proudly uses his restaurant as the leverage he needs again to pitch the business. And some of his rich acquaintances accept the challenge and make the investment. At first, things are great. Slowly, he begins to notice that the rich investors do not have the same passion for the business that he does. It is merely an investment for them, and they do not love the business as our salesman does. Some restaurants drift from the consistency and the very model that made them a success. He realizes these businesses are not the people he needs to own a franchise. He looks for young couples with an urge to go all in for their own businesses. This creates the magic he needs. 
the franchise begins to grow. After 12 years, our salesman convinces the original owner to sell him the name of the business. After all, the owner is doing nothing and still making money. How could the owner lose? The salesman, armed with the rights to the name and the system, risks everything again to catapult the business across the country. Today, this restaurant is the largest small business in the world with eateries in every developed part of the globe. Everyone reading this, including those of you who think it's too late, has eaten this salesman's food. Our salesman is Ray Kroc, and the hamburger stand is McDonald's. So let me ask you, what is your moonshot? What do you do when the little tickle in your brain occurs? What if this tickle is your McDonald's? Will you take a chance? Sure, failure, it's a possibility. But remember, we miss every opportunity we do not take. If Ray Kroc ignored his tickle, we would not know McDonald's. Bernie Marcus founded Home Depot at age 50. And my favorite, Harlan the Colonel Sanders started KFC at the ripe old age of 65. The greatest tragedy in life is regret. It is never too late to do something great. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you share this with people you love. And I just want to tell you thank you for making this podcast popular all over the world. It's a dark time right now. People are worried. And my my mission is that this story may uplift maybe maybe one person to accept the challenge to listen to that tickle in their brain and go big. This show is for crazy people. This show is for people crazy enough to go big. Until next time.